Hello, and thank you for listening to this week's sermon podcast from St. Paul's Lutheran Church and School in Bourbonnet, Illinois. This is a sermon for Sunday, December 22nd, 2019, the fourth Sunday in Advent. The sermon is entitled, The Lifted Gates, and is based on Psalm 24. It was preached by Pastor Mike Hanel. The words of my mouth and the meditations of our hearts and the actions of our lives be pleasing in your sight, O Lord, our rock and our redeemer. Amen. So how are you guys doing? Yeah, peachy? Not not tired? Not a little worn down? A lot of things going on in the month of December. Last week especially, really busy. Kids are off, teachers are excited, but moms and dads, maybe your life has just became a little bit more busy, right? And the kids are home. The Christmas presents, I I hope they've been purchased by now, right? One or two shopping days maybe left. Parties, you've had some of those parties already. Maybe, Maybe you have time for one or two more. The planning, have you finished all of the planning? I mean, we've had celebrations, we've had parties, but we're not even to Christmas yet. We're not even to the really big things. Thinking about all of that can make some of us a little bit tired, a little bit exhausted, a little bit stressed out, a little bit ready to just go home, close the door, lock the door, and just veg out for a while. Or maybe that's just the introverts among us, I don't know. Christmas busyness. It's just a part of life. But some of us, maybe this year it just seemed like too much. Maybe this year it was just a little too overwhelming. So as you're in your room of solitude, you're thinking, all right, next year has to be different. We, we need to do this different. We need to do fewer things, less stuff, because our life is just too hectic, too busy. Maybe that's you. Maybe, maybe it's not. But if you're somebody who's had that that conversation in your mind and you're thinking, well, maybe next year we're going to do fewer things. I guess for my part, I, I, you know, that's your conversation. But there's just one question maybe I would interject into that conversation. The question is this. Why do we do all of these things in the first place? I mean, what is all of this busyness and planning and presents and parties, what is it all about in the first place? Because if all of this Christmas busyness is just about you, or even if it's about someone else, is that really the best reason to fill our lives so full? Our gospel reading today, we hear about Joseph, who is a righteous man. He's a really good guy, right? And he has in mind to divorce Mary, his betrothed, because she's pregnant. It's not Joseph's child. Joseph knows that it's, it's complicated, and it's, it's just better for both of them if maybe this, this just ends. 
in a very quiet, non-public way. Let's just be done. But then an angel comes. An angel comes to Joseph and, and tells Joseph, don't be afraid to take Mary as your wife. Joseph, this isn't about you. Joseph, it's not even about Mary, your wife. This is all about what God is doing. See, this Christmas season, that first Christmas, it's always the same. It's always about what God is doing. And that angel came to announce this wonderful news to Joseph that it wasn't about him, it wasn't about Mary. It was about how God is fulfilling his promises of old. His promises of old to bring a Savior for all people. This Jesus who was to be born, this Jesus, he wouldn't just be the King of Jews, would he? He was born to be the King of Kings. And although it might not seem like it, I think our psalm today, Psalm 24, helps us to answer that question, why? Why is it that we do all of these things? Why is it that our December is so busy? There might be a lot of other reasons, but this psalm tells us it should be all to connect our celebrations with this Jesus, this Jesus who is the King of creation, the King of grace, and the King of glory. Now, when we think about the Christmas story, no doubt we, we don't just think about the manger, but we think about all of the things that are a part of that story. So we think about that star in the sky that led the Magi to, to bring their worship and their honor to Jesus, that King. We think about the angels in the heavens that, that proclaimed the good news to the shepherds there in the fields. Glory to God in the highest. But Psalm 24 takes a little bit bigger perspective. Psalm 24 takes a step back and zooms out to remind us not just of the star, not just of the angels, not just of the shepherds, but of our God. That our God is the creator of all things. Our God is the author of the universe. God is the one who created that star, who created the angels, who created the shepherds, who created the sheep, who created us. See, at Christmas, we can get really self-absorbed in our plans. But Psalm 24 says, wait a second. God created you. What about God's plans? What about the Creator's plans? What about the author of your life? What about His plans for you? How important are they? What does that mean for your life? You see, this King of all creation, this king of all creation, the creator of the universe at Christmas becomes a human being. The creator becomes a creature. Now that's a great mystery. 
It, it should just blow us away that, that our God would do this. That Jesus, who is the Son of God, who is eternal, the one without whom nothing that has been made would exist if it weren't for Jesus, that Word of God. But that same Jesus on Christmas is that little baby in Mary's arms. That little baby who with his little baby fingers would have wrapped those fingers around the finger of his mother. And the great mystery and marvel of Christmas is those little baby fingers are the very fingers of God. The king of creation who has come into this world. But why? Why would the king of creation come into our world to be like us? Well, the psalmist goes on and, and tells us exactly why this is true. Because God is so powerful, so mighty, so holy, so other than us, we can't just assume to have a relationship with that God. We can't just assume that we can go up to that God and, and say hi and, and go out for lunch and things like that. It just doesn't work that way. I mean, think of a much smaller scale. Your neighbors are your neighbors. They might even be friends with you. But I'm kind of sure that you're probably not welcome to just come into their house whenever you want. Or think about it another way. You might have money at the bank, but I don't think you're welcome to just walk back to the, state, the safe and see your money at any time you want to. Or you might go to McDonald's and you might order a burger, but you're not welcome, even after paying for it, of going back to the kitchen and watch it being made. There are rules, right? There are limits. In another way, you can't just look at the sun. You'll go blind. You can't breathe underwater. You'll drown. And so the psalmist also says, because of our sin, because our hands are unclean, because our hearts and our minds are impure, we can't just assume that we have this standing before God, that we can come up to Him. It does not work. But Jesus isn't just the King of all creation. He is our King grace. It might not be possible for us to go to God, but at Christmas we learn that God comes to us. See, the reason Jesus, our King of grace, has come into our world is to save us. He didn't come just to dwell with us and hang out and have a good time and then go back to his house later and leave us here. He came to make us holy, to make us righteous. Jesus came to forgive our sins, to wash our unclean hands with his blood that was shed on the cross. Jesus came to give us a new spirit, his Holy Spirit, so that our hearts and minds wouldn't be full of those impure thoughts, but instead would be pleased to do what it is that God wants us to do. This Jesus comes to make us an unholy people 
to be a holy people in God's sight. And God gives us his word and his sacraments of grace to make that a reality into our lives. But this king of grace, he's also our king of glory. And as the song comes to an end, marveling at at how God makes it possible for us and unrighteous people to stand before him, it, it, it breaks out in a chorus. Who is this king? Who is this king? He's the king of glory. The king of glory, our Lord Almighty. And it's important at Christmas to remember that. Because one of the things that you should have in your mind, that if you've read the Christmas story, you would know that it was so easy to miss that fact. That Jesus is the King of glory. I mean, think about it. If that angel didn't come to Joseph, would Joseph be a part of our Christmas story each year? If the angels had not come to those shepherds in the field... Would they be a part of the Christmas story? And what is more, if they didn't tell the shepherds in the field, this will be a sign that that this Jesus, the Messiah, will be in a manger, a feeding trough, wrapped not in purple robes, but in swaddling cloths. If the shepherds did not know to look for these things, would they have found the King of glory? Or would they have passed by? looking someplace else, looking someplace more impressive, someplace more mighty. See, our God, Jesus, comes into this world with his glory, but his glory is hidden. Hidden in the rather ordinary ways. As Jesus was walking around in his life, people didn't say, oh, there goes the Son of God. You can tell because he has that halo around him and the light from heaven is shining down on him. People didn't understand who Jesus was. Even after the miracles that he performed and the words of God that he spoke, his glory was hidden. And his glory is hidden as he comes to us in simple water, in bread, in wine, in his words. But Jesus, our King of glory, comes nonetheless. And so the psalmist has to cry out, Lift up your heads, ye mighty gates. You may not recognize this, your King. You may not know him, but you must welcome him. This announcement, lift up your heads, behold, your king awaits. This isn't just a call to recognize. This isn't just an announcement that Jesus is come. It's a message for all of us. It's a message of good news. See, we can stand with the king of creation. We can stand with the King of grace. We can stand with the King of glory. This Jesus who has come. Lift up your heads, ye mighty gates, isn't just words spoken to inanimate objects. It's words spoken to us. 
words spoken to people, people that would lift up those gates, for the king has come. See, maybe you have been overwhelmed. Maybe you are ready to kind of shut down, to close off. Maybe you're discouraged, doubting, stressed, worried, fearful. Those can be doors that feel like they're locked, that have you imprisoned. But Jesus, the King of glory, is the key of David. Jesus is the one who unlocks all doors. He unlocks all gates. And before Jesus, those gates are lifted up. See, the gates that are being talked about, they're not just gates of the temple. They're not just gates of the city. They are the gates of our own hearts, the gates of our own lives that are opened before the words of Jesus, our Savior, who comes to us on Christmas. But it's not just that Jesus has come to enter into our lives. Jesus has also come to unlock those chains, those chains of sin that have bound our hearts, our hands, our whole lives. See, there is a day that will come when Jesus will return, when that glory that is now hidden will be seen in all of its fullness, and Jesus will go to that kingdom of glory, and the gates will be lifted up for him, the king of glory. But Jesus now can assure us that those gates aren't just lifted up for the king of glory, they're lifted up for all of his saints as well. Christmas celebrations can focus on a lot of things. You can be a big part of them. Other people in your lives can be a big part of them. It's not bad that they include other people, but I bet even as you've had some of those parties, even as you've come to some of those concerts, that king of glory was proclaimed. Maybe you missed it. Maybe you were too busy focusing on other things. Maybe the doors were closed. But in these final days, as we get to the big celebration, may God lift up the heads of the gates of your heart for our King of creation, our King of grace, our King of glory comes. He comes. Amen. And now may the peace of God, which surpasses all understanding, keep your hearts and minds in Jesus Christ, who is our Lord and risen Savior. Amen. Thank you for listening to this week's sermon from St. Paul's Lutheran Church and School in Bourbonnais, Illinois. You can find this and other podcasts by going to stpaulslutheran.net and choosing an option at the top of the page. Thank you for listening and God's blessings.